0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Nerds United on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Mahochko, and uh, joining me back after we kind of, sort of, decided last week to take it off. uh, But he is the co-host of the year, the one and only, Mr. Mike Luther. Hello, sir. Why, hello, it's me. It's you. It is me. I'm so darn happy to see you. Well, thank you. I'm glad somebody's
2: happy to see me. That's that's always nice. I'm waiting for you to say it back to me. I'm yeah, I'm also happy to see myself. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well played sir, well played. How how have you been? It, it like I said it's been a couple weeks. We we I I got home. I was out of town for a few days last week for work. By the time I got home Friday I'm like and you said, "What are we going to talk about?" I said, "I don't know. I've been I've been gone. I've been in a classroom." And then it's like I don't think we have anything to talk about. Let's just let's just skip it,
2: yeah, yeah, sometimes that happens, you know, no big deal, especially when when as long as we find we know in advance, I'd rather know in advance than sit on the podcast and be like, oh so what's going on? Um, Did right. you
0: hear that thing about that thing?
2: yeah, um but no now we now yeah we have we we have a topic at least mm-hmm. which we'll get to here in a little bit. We got a little bit of of news, not too much. I'll tell you right now. Uh, Greg, I know the answer to this, but did you get your ticket to see the Flash yet? When's the Flash come out? June sixteenth. I guess technically June fifteenth. No. Okay. I, I I knew that. That's that's fine. You'll, you'll 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 get around to seeing it. I know that. Um, yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Uh, I will be taking not just myself, but Nolan and three of my nephews. Is that all of your nephews? That would be yes, all of my nephews. I'm not taking my nieces. They're they're too young and 100% of kidding. your nephews. 100% of my nephews. <laughs> I'm taking 100% of my nephews and 100% of my kids. Nice. Yes.
0: Uh, when I decide to go or when I make it, when I when I go, I'm going to take 100% of me. Mm. Smart. I if yeah. I really wish I could leave like 25% there. <laughs> <laughs> Like no. walk in two sixty five and walk out at a lean two ten.
2: You know we're not we're not. If you're two sixty five, we're not that far away in weight. Uh, I'm a And you're about five yeah. inches taller than me.
0: But it's how we it's how it's distributed. You know they say that uh,
2: all your yours is all distributed below. If you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, below my rib cage <laughs> and above my waist. <laughs> And a little on the back side
2: no i was gonna say the reason that <laughs> same for me uh the reason i'm taking all of them is because um two of the nephews that live in texas are gonna be visiting like they come in the day before so i'm I like and we were already planning on going seeing across the spider-verse at some point in time i don't know when but flash is out and i i want to see the flash because guess what some of it's already getting spoiled like, I have yeah. to avoid certain websites because I'm as I'm scrolling through Facebook, I just see, like, blah, blah. blah it'll, it'll be, like, redacted, makes a cameo. I'm like, even though you're not telling me somebody is making who it is, now I know there's a cameo somewhere.
0: It, yeah, the, the one that I saw is, like, uh, uh, you'll be amazed by these Snyderverse cameos. I mean, right, right. I'm like You dicks.
2: Yeah. I'm like, going to your, see it already.
0: Your bags of dicks. Just yeah. stop. So, um. So I haven't watched anything
2: new. Okay. And I haven't purchased anything new, but you have. Uh, yeah, yes. Before we get to the speaking of purchasing something, is the campaign still going on? Yes, it is. Okay. By the time you get this out, will the campaign still be going on?
0: Yes, it will.
2: Okay, okay. So, cuz you we, we talked about that we didn't have a podcast together uh, last week but you did have a guest on the show
0: I did I did uh, one of those old school nerd uniteds where I had a creator uh yes. and it just so happened that he's a former guest and and I've been Facebook friends with him for you know the past 6 or so years and and been following uh, the work of Jason Copeland and uh, he's been spending the last really five years, and, and he tells the story mm-hmm. in the most recent episode uh, of Nerds United. So make sure you check that out jerrymonkey.com or your favorite podcast app. But he tells that story of, of like really betting on himself, didn't take any other work for the last five years. And it has paid off because he this thing, this project of his called Full Tilt, the last—it's a labor of love for the past five years. The story that he had to get out was fully funded on Zoop.GG, which is another crowdfunding mm-hmm. mechanism. Uh, fully funded
2: day one. Uh, yeah, yeah, that—that because that, when I went on there, because of course I got mine. I got to get yeah. my copy. Right? Same. And I—I I actually I went on there as I was listening to to it. And yeah, I'm like, oh, wow. This is before you had talked about how much he – I don't say he made on there because obviously he's put a lot of work into it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, fully funded, which is good. But that I means still, if you if you want your copy of, of Full Tilt, go on there. Like I said, I'm getting mine. Uh, by the way, uh, his name should be pronounced Copland because there's no E. You might want to tell him that. He's been pronouncing his last name wrong. He's Canadian. Cop- Copeland. oh, no. Well, never mind. He's backwards. Jeez. <laughs> You know what? He did seem very polite on the on the uh, episode, so I, that I could have guessed a Canadian.
0: He he's super, and I did I did ask at the beginning. I was like, Cop- Copeland? Copeland. Oh, okay. I always want to be respectful, and you know, I as you know, I started broadcasting, you know, mm-hmm. in radio, and one of the things that I had to do uh, was make sure that I wasn't butchering people's names. So, like, especially especially when it was basketball season, like football season, you're up in the press box and you can't really, you don't have access to the coaches, you know, things like right. that. But, but uh, in, and when it was basketball season, and the, one of the last things that I did, you know, before the game started was I go down, Hey coach, how you doing? Hey, thanks for taking a few minutes with me earlier in the week type of thing. Uh, Who we got starting tonight, circle, 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 and I run down. All right. Verifying pronunciations. Cause I wanted to, you know, be respectful of of, of you know the uh, the opposition and uh, again with a guy with a like myself with the you know e- easy to uh, mispronounce last name I I you know let's let's do it up right for these kids so so I want to make sure I did that same for for Jason um, yeah so bef- when we were talking uh which was Monday night it was just a few nights back as we're recording now uh we uh we were just under that $40,000 threshold. And I know you had, you know, since then, you know, contributed to the campaign and, and others have. So we got over the $40,000 hump, I think today. And, uh, which means that now there's free art prints for, for everyone who has a physical copy.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, I did not know that.
0: Yeah. And actually I, I misspoke. I said it was fully funded the first day. Technically it's fully funded in the first hour
2: that's that just just insane. insane yeah so um
0: and and it, it, as as you listen and I certainly listen and I I've been following I've been tracking so I knew a little bit not necessarily about the story but at least the setting a little bit of that 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 mafia noir type but in a futuristic setting um so I learned a lot more about the story as as our conversation unfolded but um you know for someone like you who's listening to it cold I'm like oh you know like this is something that i just to his credit he's putting something out there that really seems to be generating a lot of interest um you know over 500 supporters as of today uh they got to that 500th backer um so you know congratulations again to jason you still have a few days the uh the end of the campaign i believe is i'm going to probably messed this up. I know that they had eight days left when we recorded. Um, yes. So, so I think you have till, uh, I'm going to say the let's, let's be on the safe side and say you have until uh, June 7th to, to go over and, and we'll again, provide the link. It's yeah, you can find it on, on our Facebook um, as well. So, so go in and support uh, uh, Jason Copeland. Uh, you can always go to zoop.gg and search for full tilt. And I don't think you'll be disappointed.
2: No, not at all. So. All right. Now, this is what I've well read and bought. Do you want to hear about the book first or the comic books?
0: I want to hear about the book because I didn't think you could
2: read. I barely. <laughs> no, can.
0: No, no, not without pictures.
2: <laughs> I barely can. I thought of pictures. In my head. Actually, you know what's funny is I got this book. Probably, it has to be two years ago. And I started reading it, but um, I'll, mm-hmm. it actually, I'll show it to you. So it's a book by a former co-worker of mine called Heroin oh. Rising uh, by T.A. but His name's Ty. Um, yes.
0: Is that heroin-like female hero? No. Okay. The, the bad type of heroin.
2: Yes. So okay. this is a kind of autobiography about um him and his struggle with addiction damn yes now here's the thing um like i said i bought it like two or three years ago and i started reading it, and it's a really good book but when you have comic books <laughs> right next to it i'm like ah we'll get some comic books this is and i'm going to pass it along to you so you can read it or give it to ashley have ashley read it or i think she i don't know if she reads or not uh but it's actually a really really good story uh like i said um it i you know here's the thing it's Gonna kind of spoil it, but I already knew this as well, so I'll tell you, he's has been clean and sober now for many, many, many years. Yeah, I, I forget how how long it is.
0: I was gonna say I feel like the spoiler being he's still alive.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. He's definitely still alive. You know, knocking wood. Um, but it's such. I, and I, even though it took me so long to uh read it that doesn't mean it's bad it's in fact it's a page term. once i told myself like okay this is when i'm i'm gonna, I'm gonna finish this because at the time i didn't have many comic books left um even knowing that you know how it ends kind of the story is so amazing because if it's a movie what happens is you know he's you know uh has problems and then there's a rock bottom then he recovers and life is great right that's not how the story goes. There's so many times in the story I'm reading it and it's like, okay, um, you know, he's in recovery. He's been in recovery for, he's been clean and sober for two weeks. Everything's going great. And then he decides to use it hmm. or oh, and then he goes back in recovery and you know, he's clean and sober and it's been nine months and you know, he's got everything going for him. He's his, his girlfriend or his, you know, his, you know kids, mom, they're back together. And then all of a sudden he's, you know falls off the wagon again like I, I i swear i one point in time i'm reading this and this is no joke i, I turned the page and it's like oh no nope. and then he started using it again and i went god damn it and like i put the book down and i almost like messaged him and be like dude what are you doing come on you know <laughs> But like i said it's a it's a it's a, and it's a it's not a huge book either
0: oh good my favorite
2: but like i said i'm gonna be passing this along to you you can read it or you know have somebody else read it, whoever. Uh, but now for the comic books that I got. I got from probably one of my top five writers, of course, uh, Jeff Lemire. I got Sweet Tooth, and this is volume two. What about volume one? I already read volume one. We talked about that. Yeah, we did. Yep. Then I got the last, uh, not last, but the latest volume of Saga, volume 10.
0: Now, is this from its return?
2: Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, okay I want to say I think maybe Volume Nine was also from the Return. Okay, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure.
0: Um, so I know they took a few years off? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, it, oh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was like, oh, it's done, and then I, maybe the demand, or, or or maybe you know, who knows?
2: I'm not exactly sure if it was, you know, maybe they just wanted to stop. I, I don't I don't know for sure, but I, yeah, they did take a, a long break. In fact, when I picked up the first volume of Saga. Um, just because I liked the the artwork and 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 I liked the writer as well, Brian K. Vaughn. I was gonna say, Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah. Um, I I'd be honest with you. I I was like, oh, there's no way I'm gonna get through all of these. You know. Well, sure enough, I'm on I'm on volume ten. Um, so and, and enjoying that.
0: And L- then, little known fact about the the K in Brian K. Vaughn, uh, Brian Kettlecorn
2: Vaughn. That's true. Yeah, um, a lot of people think that it's KitKat, mm. but it's actually Kettlecorn, You're correct. Calicoon, yeah, sure. yeah. Uh Speaking of fan of the show, I have issue ten of Grimm. Yes. Yes.
0: I thought you were gonna say fan of the show. I have the n- newest lock
2: and key. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, have, I I read all my lock and keys. I'm waiting for your, I'm waiting for the Golden Age lock and keys.
0: It's on the shelf. It, it's on the shelf, Mark Mike. Well, oh, perfect. That shelf, by the way, is getting very full.
2: By the way, I'm also going to have ones for you, but I'll be honest with you. I don't think Saga is going to be in there because I just don't think you'll like Saga. And there are certain uh, pages in Saga that I don't think you would want a kid opening up to.
0: Which is why I never kind of got into Saga. Uh, understandable. Kind of for that reason. I'm like, centering my home Mm -hmm. a little bit i mean like look there there are other you know books that have
2: graphic stuff. yeah yeah Uh, yeah
0: Yeah. uh but from what i've seen in sagos kind of all out there oh
2: yeah Yeah,
0: and and um you know i would just you know maybe maybe down the road
2: yeah oh yeah yeah um, so next one I got by another uh, writer I like. Uh, I don't, probably I'm probably going to pronounce his name wrong. It's either Ram or Rom V. Uh, but he did a, uh, an addition of Swamp Thing. Oh. Yeah. So I'm going to check that out. A new Swamp Thing is born. And this is uh, Levi Kamai has been chosen as the next Guardian of the Green. Don't know much about it, but. And then last, certainly not least. This is one I was kind of looking for there. Um because there's going to be actually a video game about it. I don't know if they're making it or – I know they're, they're I know they're working on it, but I know how close it is to being made. But that is from um, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. We got The Last Ronin.
0: See, that's one that has always been of interest to me, but I never pulled the
2: trigger, so I'm glad you did. This one, this one, and I'm almost done with it, probably three-fourths of the way through. I'm going to be giving it to you, of course, or, or letting you borrow it, of course. Um, and for those that don't know, it's a story about the, the teenage mutant ninja turtles. Well, one in particular. Now, the thing is, yeah, I was going to, I was going to say it's supposed to be like this big, uh, and that's not even that big of a reel. Like you find out within probably forty pages, I think, and it's there there was I, the outside they made it look like okay it's who who is the last drone? like that's what it says in the in the back and there's it's like when you find out it's michelangelo spoiler alert, i guess um i mean the book's you're, not you're new just, yeah you're just you're just like oh okay cool like, there's nothing that's like oh my god i can't believe it and i think i, I think no, 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 any like,
0: any surprising element of that would be the fact that bait you know cartoons movies mm-hmm. etc now I I can't speak on the original like Kevin Eastman treatment of ninja, you know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the 80s when they first right. came out when they were a knockoff of Daredevil um but Michelangelo's always been perceived and treated as a kind of a goof and so in this more serious and, and I'm guessing I haven't read it maybe you know the last ronin has a sense of humor but it doesn't from the outside based on Concept. It doesn't seem like that's, you know, like. I don't tell me. I mean, or well, I, you can. You know. I don't care. But I feel like when it's called the last Ronin, that means that only one turtle's left.
2: That's. that I mean, that you can if you figure that out on the back of the book. Yeah. Um. So that that's that's not a, a surprise at all. Uh, so okay. I.
0: But no, but I think but I think any surprise about Michelangelo is that he was never really taken seriously.
2: You here's the thing. You, no. Okay. So. As far as Mike Michelangelo being like the party dude, that's just in the cartoons. That's not in the comics at all. Hmm. Um, in the comics, the turtles are very serious. Like this is like uh, what you would consider dark and gritty. You know, turtle, and and gritty. but that's what they've they've always been. That like um, in the and I never read it, but I know about the the, the first turtle comic book, um, and it was serious. Like mm-hmm. Shredder, oh sorry, um, Splinter. Trained them to kill Shredder. It wasn't they; they weren't trained to fight crime or to right. be a team. They were trained to kill Shredder, and that's it. Um, and so,
0: did they succeed? I feel like they
2: failed. I believe they did. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I believe they yeah. did. But in in this, I think if they would have made, uh, you know, Mikey like a, a, a funny guy, then all of a sudden he has to get serious and and because his you know whatever reason he that he was joking around too much and um you know that's why they got killed or something that's kind of stupid but it it is they're all just really serious and oh my gosh the like it's 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 i want to say completely different from the cartoon but let's put it this way there are parts in here where splinter is beheading people and talking about like i want all their blood and You know, uh, <laughs> one thing I was thinking about this. So they are making a video game about, about this. It's supposed to be, it's going to be the last Ronin, And they say it's like, oh God, what is it? God of, God of War? God of War style? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, but I was wondering if it would be possible and profitable to make a movie, like a dark, not family-friendly, R-rated turtles movie and now here's the thing you would have to make it very very low budget right like 50 million and i say 50 million because i think deadpool was like 58 million um you would have to make it extremely low budget like if they went and they did a 200 million dollar uh movie it would tank absolutely yeah. but the other problem with it though and comparing to, to deadpool is deadpool they're advertising you could make it funny you know, like, you know how Deadpool did like the, uh, it's a romance movie and everything. Right. I don't know how you advertise Last Ronin because I I don't know if there's a good correlation between people that like comic books that go to the movies, because I know there's not a good correlation between people that go to see superhero movies that like comic books. Yeah. You know? Sad, sadly. I mean, if that was the case, Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois could probably have two or three locations, maybe one closer to me
0: anything's possible
2: you know
0: no. um and but actually i've been i've been beating that drum for years you know it's yeah, like, oh, hey, if, yeah. you, if you like the movies then mm-hmm. you know it, they these a lot of these stories start on the page and go to your local brick and mortar
2: yeah but anyway so uh yeah last ronin that's the that's the one i'm currently reading right now what are you reading
0: well let me tell you what i've read okay since i think last time we got together I completed Dark Knight's Death Metal, ooh, which uh, took a turn. Like I didn't really know what to expect. I I'll say this, and and I bumped up against it, kind of in a big way. Maybe not so much of a spoiler, but perhaps it is. Uh, they're trying to save the multiverse, the 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 DC multiverse, the. Yeah. Led primarily by Wonder Woman. It's like her idea. It, at, the, at the beginning of the book, Superman is imprisoned on a new apocalypse. Batman is thought to be dead. Um, and so Wonder Woman's like, we gotta take our world back from the the uh, Batman who laughs. Uh, who... Uh, you know, so it, it's, it's in that world. Um, and, you know, they... I, I don't want to give too much away, but but it takes a big leap. Like you know, some of the Justice League members, they're like, "All right, we're gonna go," you know, try to execute this plan, and because there's a tie-in. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you know when it comes back in like the next issue in 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 this collection here, they're all back and they succeeded in their goal. I was like, <laughs> well, what the heck happened? Well, perfect. So, so that was the only thing. And I'm like, well, I, I'm i really trying to, um, like, wait. I don't think I'm going to go get those tie-ins. Right. Because, I mean, I know uh, the story ends now. Um, but it was, you know, like you have the Batman who laughs, who takes on an entirely new persona whose, you know, goal is to conquer not just – his universe, but the entire multiverse, and like break down various kind of basically break down all that is and rebuild it in his image. Okay. And so the the goal obviously is to keep that from happening. Yeah.
2: Stop so, that,
0: yeah. Um, because that wouldn't be fun. Oh. So, uh, very good. Like I said, jumped. Uh, I felt like I was in a time machine at some point because I was thinking like, oh, they're going to go follow these very important characters. And then they didn't. And they just came back and were like, we succeeded. How? That's what I want to know. I want to know how. Um, so that I, I read that. And then uh, last weekend, maybe something like that, I had, um, I think it was actually Free Comic Book Day that I acquired Rough Riders Volume 3. Nice. And as you know, I I was very high on Rough Riders volumes one and two.
2: Yes, yes. And
0: volume three looks like well, it's the end of the Rough Rider. Spoilers. <gasps> it's the end of the Rough Riders as you know it, but a new Rough Riders could emerge. Uh, again, one of the things I like about this is that it's historical fiction. You know, it's taking real, you know, real figures: Teddy Roosevelt, uh, uh, um, Annie Oakley. Uh, Harry Houdini, etc. And giving them a fun uh, 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 League of Extraordinary Gentlemen-esque adventure. Or three volumes, three adventures. Uh, There's not a whole lot of chemistry at this point in, uh, in the Rough Riders. They don't get along. But they work together for the common goal. And really shouldn't that reflect what we should be doing in America is working together for the common goal, even if we don't agree as individuals, Mike?
2: I mean, I guess it's kind of not how it works in life though, but you know, sure. Whatever, whatever makes you happy, Greg. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That would make me happy. All right. Yeah. So those
0: are what I have read. And the last one that I'm working on reading I actually found this and, and this was a, um, uh, what's the uh the cheaper shelf? Uh, clearance. This was a clearance one, so I got this for six bucks at Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois, and this is Martian Manhunter. Okay. Specifically, it is in the um uh, divergence uh, time period of of yep. DC Comics from a few years back. So. Uh, I've, you know, two-thirds away, something like that. Um, I j- honestly haven't had time to finish it, but it's on the to-do list maybe the, by the end of this weekend. Um, and, it, hey, more Martian Manhunter. He Martian Manhunter is going through a bit of an identity crisis, um, and he you come to find that he's not so much just a Martian, but he's a weapon who, is, like, waited to be activated to be a part of the destruction and uh, reformation of Earth. So,
2: they're gonna be like, he's not just Martian; he's also a man hunter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Um, nice. And you know, so it's a lot of that. You know, he can look like anybody, so anybody could be Martian
2: Manhunter. That is true. Even me. Even but why would he look? Why would he want to look like me? He wouldn't. What
0: let's unpack that a little bit.
2: He wanted we look very average and old. Get it? Not he'd, old. You blend in. Not old. Have you seen these grays, baby?
0: Have you seen these grays that <laughs> Yeah. So, um anyway, enjoying that. Looking forward to uh jumping back in there and finishing it out.
2: Excellent. So that's what we read. What do we have on the news docket today?
0: Well, before we do that, Mike, can I, can I share what Greg's drinking tonight? Sure. I acquired this at uh, the local grocery store. Okay. It's a um, it's Belgian-style wheat beer that is not dissimilar from a Blue Moon. Okay. Um, it has uh, coriander and some cur- curacao, cur- curacao, caraco orange peel. Okay. It is uh, comes to us all the way from Portland, Maine and the Allagash Brewing Company and it is the Allagash White.
2: I know I've had that before. I, I don't doubt it.
0: You like I, beer I, too. in
2: fact Allagash White. I I had to have had it at a restaurant or like probably like a like a global brew or something like that because that means yeah. it's so familiar. Um, what do you think of it? It's very enjoyable. Does the job.
0: Little, little notes of stress get cools you down on these uh, increasingly warm
2: uh, June days. Yes, this is finally starting to feel like summer now or yeah yeah uh, and In fact, I told my uncle because she or, her uh, pool has been open since I want to say late April. I, th- I forget exactly when she went but, but like all of May was like it's kind of too cold to go in there and i i went in last weekend but it was not not good it was very cold i think it was like well cold as far as pools go it was 76 in the pool sure um and i think my uh one of my nephews today he texted me because i guess he was swimming he said it was 84 in the pool right now so i said it's finally it's finally nice enough outside for it to feel good in the in the pool so
0: well mike about a half hour into this show. Should we get to our topic, which I think is going to chew up a fair chunk of time. Uh, yeah.
2: let's, let's get to the topic.
0: I asked you on Wednesday, not knowing. I said, Mike, how far are you along in the third season of Ted Lasso? hmm And you said, I'm on episode eight. Eight, yes. And this past Wednesday, two days ago as we record this, was the uh, season, and we don't ever know of, of possibly but the season finale speculate and i believe to be the series finale i believe so yeah um and spin-offs are are possible you know um but Ted Lasso uh ended its really remarkable 3 season run and as i'm watching this last uh episode they had a lot more action on the pitch because I, you' I, did you get caught up did you do we get it no. all? night okay I don't want to spoil too much of it I'm definitely not going to tell you how it ends but okay uh, the the season progresses and AFC Richmond are on a bit of a streak yes and that lands them in a, uh, a position to dare I say bring home some hardware mm-hmm. so this penultimate episode uh, focused a lot on th- the match which they haven't, you know, a lot of it's a, the story around the match, you know, things like that. But there was a lot of strategy, a lot of on-the-pitch action, if you will. And I was very excited watching this. And, you know, I was watching it Wednesday morning, uh, morning or afternoon. I don't remember now. It, it's a moot point. But as I'm watching, I'm like, this is – I'm getting excited. And, I, and I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, r- running the highs and the lows and the – You know, if the other team did some good, I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, And if if, if AFC Richmond, you know, found success, I was almost jumping out of my chair. And I said to you, I'm like, this is Nerd United. Have we ever done a, like, a list of the most exciting, uh, I'm trying to figure out how I, like the climactic sports movie moments or movie or show moments, and you're like, this is Nerd United. No, we haven't. We we haven't delved too far into sports because this is Nerds United. But I feel like there are some movies that are uh, Im- impactful enough that they, they kind of force their way into the zeitgeist. And so I was hoping, with your permission,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mike, we could do a little, uh, a, a little listy-poo.
2: Yes, absolutely. And I, I'll say for anybody that knows me, this is going to be very funny because I am not known as a sports fan. In fact, there's only one sport I watch and that's, um, that's UFC. Yeah. And essentially UFC. I, I'll go to like, like my, one of my friends that he'll get like wrestling pay-per-views and I'll go over there on, on occasion, but that's really just to kind of hang out with friends and stuff like that. we yeah. talked about that before. Yeah. Um, but I do like sports movies and because a lot of almost actually every sports movie is essentially an underdog story,
0: right? I was thinking about that too as I'm compiling my list, and I'm like, they weren't supposed to win, they weren't supposed to compete. Oh, yeah. That wasn't supposed that, you know. So it's yeah, and and because of that, now my list does have some what we'll call contenders, okay, uh, in it, and not like the uh, I could have been a contender, right, but right. you know, by and large it's. They're not supposed to be in that position, and but the story of of them getting there is is what makes that connection to the audience. So in that climactic moment, we're we're, we feel like we're in the stands, you know.
2: Yeah. By the way, um, I, I haven't seen your list. You haven't seen my list. My list is, uh, there's a lot on my list that it's, uh, this. these wouldn't be in any traditional top five or top 10, or maybe not even top 20. I have like one that might be in, uh, but I'm gonna get, gu- I can I can guess three out of the five of yours. Don't tell me if I'm right. Obviously I'll know if I'm right near the end, but I'm gonna say, and I don't know where you're gonna have this in the list, Okay so you're gonna have Friday Night Lights, you're gonna have uh, Rudy, and you're going to have um, Remember the Titans. That's... Okay. Am
0: I supposed to confirm or deny? No, no.
2: We will confirm it as, we're, okay. as we go along. Okay. Or you'll we'll confirm or, you know, un- unconfirm. I think that's the word for it. Deconfirm. De- All
0: right. I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay. Good. <laughs> Good.
2: All right. Do you want to start with your number five?
0: I will. Okay. Um, and, and this is going to be... Uh, I, I'm going to... Go with that scene that brought up, you know, got got to this topic, and that is uh, the the nah, I can't say the final moments because after the match you see the outcome for a lot of the key characters, but it's going to be that that last episode of Ted Lasso, and uh, and and the last match that we see, which is between AFC Richmond and West Ham the Hammers.
2: It all comes down to this. Obisanya lays it off to Dixon. Dixon switches the play
1: to Bumbercatch. Tart makes his run into the box.
2: Yeah, yeah, pass me the ball, pass me the ball. Please, hold the ball, pass me the ball,
1: please. Obisanya's unmarked. A beautiful ball in. Barbecue sauce.
2: I'm glad you didn't really spoil that too much. I got. I guess I have to make sure I finish watching Ted Lasso before I listen to this episode. Um,
0: Yeah, you're also so. For you listening at home, folks uh, at home on the road or at work, uh, the goal is to insert some audio after we say these uh, movies or shows. I don't know if I'll. Ted one might be a little fresh. I don't know if I'll be able to pull audio like I used to back in the day. So we'll do these
2: we'll, on YouTube somewhere. We'll do our best. Yeah. So. All right. So my number five, like I said, this is, this would not make, I don't think a top 10 uh, sports list. And, and I, the reason that I don't have a lot of those like stereotypicals, like Rocky is going to be uh, one that somebody has on their, their, their top five Um, Or top ten scenes, probably the Yo Adrian scene. But like I was when I when that show was not show when that movie was on, I was too young and it didn't have any really effect on me. Um, But this one did from nineteen ninety four. Here's here's the thing. I don't watch NFL, right? But if I I'm assuming every coach, every player. Every manager in the not, look, not just the NFL, high school football, college football, uh, whatever the little football league is called Pee Wee. Pee Wee. They, I'm assuming, they're all watching this movie and this scene in particular. And that movie is The Little Giants. I,
0: it's not on my list, but as you were talking about, uh, every coach, you know, every, as you were uh-huh. bringing it down, I was like, all right, I know where he's going with this. Are you talking about the uh, annexation annexation of Puerto Puerto, Rico?
2: Yeah, the annexation of Puerto Rico, of course.
0: There's still four seconds left. We can beat these guys. Yeah, yeah. Put me in, Coach. I want to kick some butt.
1: What kind of play you got for this situation?
0: How about the annexation of Puerto Rico?
1: So, with four
2: seconds left, the Giants (laughs) trot back onto the field for what figures to be the final play of the game. You know, I'm, I, I don't know any coaches' names, but I'm, I'm assuming uh, Coach Bob will say probably has that on repeat going, how did they do it? What did they, they – they they, they they won. They tricked us off. Um, it anyway, really
0: it really starts uh, with the Alc seltzer tablets and the true. intimidation.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> anyway, I should look – I don't know if that one is even available anywhere. Any streaming service, uh, it should be, and I will tell you right now, it is not. No, that makes me so sad. God. Like
0: right. you can get it on Amazon or Vudu for four bucks. Oh,
2: wait, can you like buy it? Yeah. Ooh, buy okay. or
0: rent? I mean, I don't know.
2: What rent? I... You don't rent a classic like that. You buy it. So you <laughs> it
0: forever. Well, it just says from three ninety nine, so I'm guessing it's uh, you know three ninety nine to rent, but you can pay nine ninety nine to buy. That worth it.
2: Yeah. Actually for yeah. Oh fourteen fourteen ninety nine to Oof. buy. Uh, hmm. 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 That's that good. Uh, uh I would I would buy it for nine ninety nine. Fourteen ninety nine, I don't know.
0: It, it you may be able to uh, go through Walmart's like five dollar bin or something. Find it.
2: Yeah. So all right. What's your that's number good
0: four? That's, that's classic. So, so I had my top five and I also I thought, have five on the five. Sometimes. what's it oh wait what i was gonna say i have my top five but i also have five honorable mentions but little Giants oh, was okay. not in I have there.
2: like one okay i have one honorable mention
0: okay. my number four
2: based on a true story
0: and it is i think what i like about it is aside from The 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 overall like just the sports story and overcoming the odds can that's where we're we're really leaning into underdogs and things like that, but it's it, it was the the game that America needed at this time in the Cold War and I love that in the movie they used the original audio from the nineteen eighty Lake Plaza Olympic Games. In the uh, semifinal game between the U.S. and Russia. It, mine is from 2004, Miracle.
2: Again, coming to you from the Olympic ice around the, the, the U.S. Huge underdogs. leading oh. right oh. the Soviet Union. Johnson over to Ramsey. League 11 up hey. six by Ramsey. McClanahan is there.
1: The puck is still loose. 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown count, going on right now. You oh, there.
0: In yes. I mean, that Al Michaels call is, you know, as we just heard, it's, it's iconic. I mean, it's, it's the, it, like it gives, as we go continue up the, the line, there's, there's not a movie that I'll mention that when I'm watching it doesn't like get, give me goosebumps and, and raise the hair
2: on the back of my neck. I've never seen it. But you know the story. Yeah, yeah, I know. the right. Um, yeah, I, I, and I should watch it. It seems like it's on those, Disney those Plus. classics. Yeah, those classic sports movies. And and so
0: I, I, one of my bigger takeaways uh, is, and I, I talk about this on, on one of my other podcasts, um, Herb Brooks, real-life coach of the 1980 uh, U.S. Olympic team. I don't know if this is a line that he said or a line that the Hollywood writers gave him, uh, gave um, Kurt Russell... In the movie, but he's talking about like, like kind of talking to his team. He's like, "If you don't want to be here, hit the road." And he says, "The name on the front of the jersey, which is USA, is a means a hell of a lot more, or is a hell of a lot more important than the name on the back of the jersey, which is Aruzioni or
2: you know Craig right. or whomever." So, both both names, I guess.
0: Their names, you know, Aruzioni was the captain. Craig Jim Craig yeah. was
2: the goalie. Peter Shoffley was the left side. This is gonna. This is a really fun episode. Like bringing <laughs> bringing sports
0: to. So, I don't know if this is like your experience, but I know a lot of people like in the. I would say nerd. Like I know. Like I, yeah yeah. I, I'm multifaceted. You know, like I, I love right. sports, but I love comics. You know, our good friend Tim at Twilight Comics uh, loves basketball. You know, and Cardinal baseball yeah. things like that. But, like, some people in the, dare I say, nerd community are like, that sports ball. Eh. I'm like, come
2: on. Hey, you yeah, can have no I, interests. Yeah. Like, I don't like anime, like, but
0: you do. So, psh, hit the road. Uh,
2: no, here's the thing. My, uh, how do I say dislike, but my disinterest in sports came way before my interest in, you know, superheroes and stuff like that. Well, I mean, I, I remember, so when I was little, my mom and dad, they made me take two years of little league and two years of little dribblers. I remember little dribblers. Yeah. Don't know why, because I was horrible at it, but they, they made me take two <laughs> years of it. It didn't teach me anything, but the fact that I was bad at sports and the fact that I didn't like sports. Um, I, cause I, I mean, I remember even right away, I was like, Knowing, like, okay, these kids, as they're talking, they know a lot more about sports than I do. Because I just didn't, you know. I'm sure my dad watched sports, but it wasn't like I grew up, you know, watching sports mm-hmm. with him or anything like that, you know. Um But, yeah, so I, mean, I, I, I wasn't interested in, in, in a long, long before my interest in superheroes. We
0: Like, we, we're kind of going through that with our, our oldest son. Because, mm-hmm. he's in fact, he's got a baseball game tomorrow afternoon. And he's like, I don't want to go. I'm like, you're going to go. You know, like you said, you wanted to play. We signed you up. We, you got the hat, the helmet, the glove, the bat, yeah. you know, everything. Um, you're going to play. And I always go back to, um, I. it was like, there used to be Sports Illustrated for kids. Uh, you know, and it was like, all you know, more fun articles and, you know, interviews with sports stars and things like that. But they had, there was a little biography of Joe Montana. I don't have to tell you who Joe Montana is, right? Right, Let's check it. Um, but when he was playing like pee wee football or maybe even like upper level football, high school, something like that, he'd be in the middle of a season, and he would tell his dad, "He's like, Dad, this, this, this sucks." And you know, I go pound saying, "I want to quit." And his dad would be like, "Okay, it, but you're gonna if you don't play next year, that's fine. But you made a commitment to your coach, the team, and you're gonna continue to play." Now, I'm not saying my son is gonna be the next Joe Montana, have four Super Bowl rings, or anything <laughs> like that. But what I am trying to instill in him is, you made a commitment, you're going to see it through. And he's not horrible. Like, he gets, on, like he, he gets on base, you know, almost half the time, you know? And, yeah. and he, he went like one for four one, one day. He's like, oh. I said, buddy, let me tell you, you hit 300, you're going to Cooperstown. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, 250 today is not bad, because you'll make it up down the road.
2: Yeah. No. And I usually, I, I completely understand if, if he was the one that's like, Hey, he wants to, to, he wanted to start it. Absolutely. You finish it then. You know, I, I, I 100% get that. Trust me. I, I did not go to, to my mom and dad and be like, I want to start here. Actually, you know, what's funny is the only time I ever wanted to, and I don't know why I remember, I, but I remember in sixth grade for basketball going up to my mom and saying, I want to play basketball. I don't know why. In fact, my mom was shocked because this wasn't at the time that I had to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I think for whatever reason maybe I thought hey maybe I'm good now nope I rode the bench pretty much 99 percent of the time uh that, but, that was
0: me in, in eighth grade and freshman year
2: yeah uh but yeah no I you know I agree with you as far as yeah you, if he's coming up to you and saying he he wants to start it then you finished absolutely
0: I mean and we probably broached the subject by like hey it's mm-hmm. time to sign up for baseball you want to play oh I don't know and then right. we say so and so and so are so are playing okay yeah. yeah.
2: All right, you're number four. <laughs> All right, my number four. By the way, 1994, I guess, was a good um, uh, year for for sports movies because this is my other sports movies in 1994. Um, I'm, I'm just going to tell you what it is. It's Angels in the Outfield. Oh, that's not what I thought it was. No, no, it's Angels in the Outfield. Now, and here in the, their scene in particular is actually you know, almost like the, the end scene. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. But it's the championship game. And uh, Mel Clark is their pitcher, played by Tony Danza, a rather youngish-looking Tony Danza, of course. And there's no angels out there. Like the the angels had come already. Yes, Greg, for for just me, for making sure that uh, as I'm speaking, he's doing something on camera to distract me. Is doing the um, uh, the angel signal of flapping the wings. That's, I'm
0: not distracting. I'm believing.
2: Uh, I'm okay. informing you. You have an angel. Yes. Okay. Um, so in this scene in particular, uh, like I said, there there are no angels there because the championship game, they said, Hey, no, championship games have to be won. You know, the angel um, comes down and tells him that <laughs> the angel <And> code, <laughs> yeah, angel code, the cha- championship game has to be won, um, on, on their own, right? And uh, Tony Danza, you know, he's he's kind of like the older pitcher, you A know, he's probably gonna, yeah, veteran, yeah, exactly. Well, um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like, uh, actually, um, what's his name? Got, um, Lethal Weapon guy. Glover. Glover. Dan- Danny, Danny Glover. Glover. Yeah, Danny Glover um, whispers something to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and they kind of have this plan. So, you know, uh, Glover walks out there, and even the, the announcer's like, oh, he's finally pulling Mel Clark, something he should have done a long time ago, you know, and he goes up there, and, 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 and Tony is like, hey, he's like, I, I got nothing left, and he goes, um, by the way, I don't know if we're. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the entire scene, and then you can play it. He goes. Uh, he goes. No, you got one strike left, and then he looks, and of course, Joseph Gordon Levitt is doing the thing that Greg did, and he's like, "Oh, and you have an angel left." And Knox will pull Mill Clark. All I can say is, it's about time. I got nothing left. Yeah, you do.
1: You got one strike left. You got an angel with you right now. Just got here, and he's gonna help. Kid sees an angel. Yeah, he must.
2: That's the signal. And that, uh, like I said, I I remember watching. I've watched that several times when I was younger. You know what? You, know, you want to know something that I just found out recently? One, it's not on Disney Plus. Really? The reason is, and I, I was reading this somewhere, there's a lot that they're, they weren't putting on there because uh, the restoration fees for it would be too expensive. Gotcha. So I thought, okay, no problem. I will get it on Voodoo. It can't be that expensive on Voodoo. $38. Guess what? Wait, are you seeing it now? No, no, no. No, it's not even on Voodoo. Oh, can't even get it on Voodoo. And then I was like, okay, maybe a Blu-ray of it. Can't get a Blu-ray of it.
0: Can't get a DVD.
2: You can get a DVD through Amazon, but I, you know, what is this, 1994 on a Blu-ray? No, I want it on Voodoo. I, I was, I, you know, here's the thing. I probably would have paid 14.99 to get that on Voodoo. Yeah. But it's, it's not even available. Like, it just, it's sad. It's sad, really. What? I don't, know, I don't know what
0: Can we, uh kind of go through some of the people who I didn't realize were in this movie.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Matthew McConaughey is probably one of yeah.
0: them. Uh, uh, I, you, you mentioned JGL, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, mm-hmm. Danny Glover, Tony Danza, Christopher Lloyd, of course is the, the boss, the angel. Yeah. Um, Adrian Brody is in the movie. Yeah. And, uh, Neil McDonough, who I remember Neil McDonough. Uh, I remember him first from a band of brothers, but, he was also like in a couple of seasons, or maybe at least one season of Archer. Not Archer, I'm sorry. Uh, Arrow. Completely different shows. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, you know, like I, I'm a big fan of his work. Uh, Dermot Mulroney, you know, I, you'd know him if you saw him.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, I was like,
0: son of a gun. Had no idea that all these people were in this little, like not not little, just this, you know, kind of bad luck bear. Type, of uh, um, uh, movie from 1994.
2: Yeah. I, you know, here's the thing. The more I thought about this movie, the more I wanted it. And especially because I'm like, this would be a great movie to sit down with my niece and nephews. I, yeah. think, I think they could they would like it, you know, cause there's some like silly, funny parts in it. You know, they're, uh, tripping over, uh, the, the baseball and stuff like that, running into each other.
0: Um, did you know, and I don't know if it's a direct, um,
2: Talking about the TV uh, ones, the Angels in the End Zone? No.
0: No, I was talking oh, okay. about Angels in the Outfield from 1951.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know if it's a direct, like, I don't know. But I saw that. That that one's on Voodoo. Naturally. You can get that one on Voodoo. Of the, course, the one that nobody cares about. The
0: Pittsburgh Pirates' brash and abusive manager receives the help of an angel to win games and become a better person in the process.
2: Oh, well, okay. So it's not entirely right. yeah. one-to-one. You know what? That's... <laughs> It's, it's, no, but it's, it's it's a remake, and here's the thing: I think they could remake it again. I mean, you're remaking all kinds of stuff already, Disney. Yeah, remake, remake. You know what? Remake Angels in the Outfield, and you can have Joseph Gordon-Levitt because he's old enough now. He could be the, to play
0: the the veteran pitcher.
2: Pitcher, yes, yeah. yes. Well done. Um, hey, Tony Danza could play the angel. Tony Danza's still alive, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: Wait, guy, he yeah. better be. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Which one do you say the 1951 version was on? Voodoo. Uh, okay. Yeah. It says uh, uh, Hulu with a premium subscription. So, ah. Which is not. All right. That means well, my All right. What's your number three? My number three, y- you've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. And it's. Uh, you talk about underdogs. And there's not really a whole lot to say. From 1976. Written and produced. Or at least written in. Written and starred Sylvester Stallone's Rocky.
2: The one. The one.
0: We all know the story, right? The 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 southpaw from Philly going up against the champ, and uh, you know the champ's like, "Oh, it's a little exhibition. We'll give him a little fun, a little holiday, ha ha ha." And uh, this is Rocky's chance to show that he's not a bum, because that's what Mick says, "You're a bum," uh, and so he he goes the distance. I can't remember it's twelve or fifteen rounds, and uh, uh, a goes to a, a decision. Which keeps the the title on Apollo Creed, um, but yeah, I mean it's that started off a, a hell of a franchise, and I I love Rocky Four, probably as a movie, I like Rocky Four more, but there's something to be said about you know like and, and I I rewatched Rocky recently, and you know it's just they're in the scope of the story, not, you know, we realize it's a movie, blah, blah, blah. But, like, they're just punishing one another. And he just refuses, like, he, towards the end of the fight, he's like, is that all you got? Hit me. And, and you know, it, he was the first boxer, you know, fictionally, whatever, to actually put yeah. Apollo Creed, you know, to knock him to the mat. Um, but just, again, my list is is chuck full of underdogs uh and and Rocky's right up there
2: yeah okay the only thing I know about Rocky is that Rocky loves Emily by the way there's gonna be somebody listening that gets that reference it's not Greg but Rocky loves Emily Rocky loves Emily I don't understand it i know i know Greg. that's that's quite all right i i prefer it when you don't understand three ninjas oh there we go i i googled i yes i know i can see i can see the light <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. and i can also hear you typing <laughs> um no, no um
0: ding, 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 so ding, ding.
2: i uh okay so i didn't get the the three because were, we're down to because that was your that was your number three right yes I still have a chance to get at least one. I know at least one of your is going to be Rudy. I know that for a fact. Um, But my number three, and by the way, okay, my number three is a sports movie. But this is not a sports moment in the the movie. So, and I tried to get clarification from you, and I didn't really get good clarification. It's like if it has to be a, a sports movie moment or a moment in a sports movie. But it's a very good scene. So, the, um, yes. I, the, the, the
0: crux, the genesis of the topic was climactic sports moment.
2: Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going back to the messages. To the messages. Don't do that. We ain't got that kind of time. Be- We've been here almost an hour already. <laughs> because I said, okay. Um, I said, does it have to be a sports moment, or can it be a good moment in a sports movie? Oh, sports movie for sure. Okay, that sort of answers it. <laughs> so, uh, but the movie is uh, from 2011. Uh, it's Warrior. Yeah, I knew you were going go to go that movie at one, at okay. one point,
0: just because I, I know it's it that that sport
2: is your bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Yes, but here's the thing: that's the only mixed martial arts movie that is like halfway decent every other single one of them is um it's an underground tournament or the guy has about the a, <laughs> Blood <sport>. you know <laughs> or it's um yeah they, uh, they, they they're kidnapped the guy's girlfriend and he has to win the tournament in order to get his girl it's, it's all stupid stuff what if you look there's a lot of athletes in or, or fighters that have great stories that you could just tell, um, but they don't they don't do that. Uh, but this so the scene in particular the, the the clip that you're going to to put in there, I gotta give context before what happens before because if you just listen to this clip, it's it's you're like eh, I I don't know if it would make as so much sense. So what happens before this clip is you have uh nick nolte who's he's the father of um tom hardy's i, I don't know their character's names Was well, tell them what the actor's names are he's he's the father of um tom hardy and uh nick nolte uh ha- was not in their life he was an alcoholic now he's finally clean and sober and everything but um uh tom hardy that like, doesn't care you know and he's tom hardy's like he's a fighter and everything and in the in the scene kind of preceding this one uh tom hardy is at at a casino he's sitting down by a slot machine and nick nolte comes up to him and nick nolte's really trying right he's trying to talk to him and everything and and um give him advice and everything just kind of be the father figure and uh, uh tom Hardy says something and he he goes uh you know i i don't need you right now he goes where where was this guy when i when i was a kid that's when i needed you and he's like why don't you uh you know, he's like you know what i liked you better when you were a drunk hmm. he said it's basically like you know, you had more balls when you when you were drunk why don't you why don't you uh get out of here and go listen to your fish stories or something you know uh, and then it takes the 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 cup of like quarters and like throws at him right so that's the scene that has before and the scene that we're we're going to play right now yeah. You godless son of a bitch! You stopped the ship! You
1: godless son of a bitch!
2: Stop it! No! 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 So what you heard right there is uh, Tom Hardy, he opens up the door to his dad's hotel room and he sees bottles of alcohol all over. And what you heard is his dad or you know, Nick Nolte with headphones on. He's listening to some kind of, you know, shipping story or about, you know, fishing or whatever. And obviously he's he's falling off the wagon. He's he's drinking again. And he's he's yelling and. Um, and instead of uh, Tom Hardy, you know, laughing at him or just being like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. he You can see that he's kind of tense at first, but he ends up like kind of like taking his dad and like laying down with him and just like, you know, it's a very emotional moment. Granted, like I said, it's not it's not us. It's not them winning the game or him, you know, winning the fight or whatever. Um, but I, I, I think it's in fact th- at one point in time, that was going to be my number five, and then it kind of got bumped up. Just the more I thought about the impact of it mm-hmm. of that particular scene,
0: I've only watched Warrior once, and it's been probably when it, I mean, it first came to home video. Uh, you know, yeah. it's a uh, what what movie is Warrior? I mean, what year? I'm what? sorry, what year was Warrior? Oh, uh,
2: 2011. Okay, 2011. yeah. So
0: I probably saw it, you know, ten or eleven years ago myself. Yeah. Um, and I remember it being enjoyable. I don't remember that particular scene, so I'm glad for the little refresher and especially the context leading up to it. Yeah. Well, my number two, Mike, goes again back to 1994, which you have referenced a couple of times. Okay. Now, you had a baseball movie and a football mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going onto the ice. My number two... Is a sequel. It is D2, the Mighty Ducks.
1: I don't know about this move by Bombay, putting in a cold goaltender to face the leading scorer in the tournament. <laughs> but hang on to your hats. Here we go. If Julie the Cat Gaffney stops Gunnerstall, the USA wins. That's one, two, three.
0: And that is, so the context for me personally on that is I remember I was sick and uh, homesick from school in seventh grade and uh, in New Baden they had, at the time, you could rent movies from two places. There's New Baden Video and you could also yes. rent a few uh, movies up at Comfort Corner BJ Subs. And I just remember like, you know, mom or somebody asked me like, all right, you're sick, you're not going to school tomorrow, we don't. We we're living in an apartment cause our house was being built. Uh, so, so we didn't have really anything out and we didn't have movies or anything like that to begin with. And like, we'll rent you a couple movies if you want. So I asked for the mask, the Jim Carrey movie yes, a- and, uh, D two mighty ducks. And I probably watched it twice that day. Um, it's where I first heard, uh, Queens, we are the champions, you know, okay. it's, um, not totally dissimilar to Miracle, which was my number four. It's Team America versus Team Iceland, which you've come to find out Iceland's very green. Greenland's covered in ice. Uh, but uh, Iceland is coached by just a, a D bag uh, by Wolf the Dentist uh, Stanzen. And, um, you know, they have Team America, which is mostly the Mighty Ducks from the first movie, but then you have. Uh, Dean Portman from Chicago, and uh, uh, Julie the Cat Gaffney from Bangor, Maine, and Luis Mendoza, and Henry Wu, and Dwayne Robinson from Texas, and I'm trying to remember if there's any I'm missing. I feel like that's... Did you mention Avery? Well, Avery was one of the
2: Ducks. Oh, okay. Well, yeah.
0: You know, The, the Ducks are That's the
2: only one I, I remember him.
0: Looking back, you know, with, with the benefit of you know 20 years, almost 20 years, <laughs> No, hold on. Almost 30 years older. Um, like, the crowd would have reacted right away. There would have been no silence because you'll know if that puck is in the back of the net.
2: <laughs> right. Like wait, hold on. So, here's the thing. I didn't, uh, in regular hockey, don't they have to wait until the goalie shows them that they caught it?
0: Not in regular hockey. It's, it's, it's not it's, always that dramatic.
2: <laughs> you know, like every time they, they score, you have to wait, like... Oh no! It's it's in my hand. It's in my it's my in my glove. And and or they call it? And
0: really, I mean, I, I'm we're talking about the shootout, but it starts, it, and uh, with the benefit of the fact that all these elements will be in post production, I'll probably still stick with the the uh, scene that I, I've described. But it starts in the second intermission when they lose the colors of of the red, white, and blue, and they put on the colors of the duck, and and you know oh, they man. have that they have that come together. Uh, meeting there and like ducks fly together you know that i'm just getting chills just thinking about it but uh <laughs> um you know so it's, it's d2's my number two
2: all right uh, my my number two is from year 2000 um football movie known as remember the tittens <laughs> the kittens <laughs> no, I, I Remember the Titans. I, I I've seen this movie several times. Now it's been a while since I've seen it, but I, I watched it a lot, which again is weird because I don't like football. Um but if they if they told me an underdog story about football, then I'll watch it. Uh and there's so many scenes that you could take from this. The one that I always think of is uh well if you look on YouTube, it's called uh Remember the Titans scene, Leave No Doubt. Yeah. That's a great speech.
1: I don't want them to gain another yard.
2: You blitz
1: all night. And if they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans. Leave no doubt.
0: it I did 10-plus years in terrestrial radio and did a lot of um, sports um, intros and I'd, I'd you know become a, a little secular uh, secular I I'd, I'd, I'd reuse old ideas um, and sometimes it was those movie uh, quotes you know and so yeah. I'd, I'd weave that one in there with a, a, some music bed and I put that one in there with like a, one of my honorable mentions which I'll name here in a minute but it's like a a Pain heals, chicks dig scars. Glory lasts forever. You know, and, and build it all up. Um. So yeah, I'm very familiar. I love that movie. That's if if this was a top ten, that's my number seven. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's in my honorable mentions. Okay. okay. And it was it, it it got bumped, uh. But it, it's it's usually it, it's a very good movie. It's a very that Gettysburg scene gets me every time.
2: That I would say that's another one. Another scene is, uh, and I don't know the characters' names when the uh, when they're talking about going in the the hospital, and it's like, oh, can't you tell that's my brother? Yeah, you know.
0: Uh, uh, Gary Bertier was the uh, the young man who uh, got uh, injured uh, in in the car wreck, and Julius Campbell was Mm -hmm. the teammate who who you know, and they they one of my. I, I think about the the line the conversation a lot because it's it's again back at their camp you know outside of Gettysburg there and uh, they're they're talking he's like you tell me what's wrong with me I'll tell you what's wrong with you type of thing and and is yeah. like you know my problem is I think you're lazy you know you you can do you, you can do so much but it's, it's all about you it's not about the team and and Campbell comes back he's like I'm supposed to wear myself out for the team what team. Uh, he's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get mine. You know, I got, you know, schools looking. And Bertier's like, man, that's a horrible attitude. And I think about this when I have a, a shitty boss. <laughs> and, mm. and and Campbell's yeah. comeback is uh he's like, attitude reflects leadership, Captain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> that's a great, great move, great, great pull there. Um, All right, you said, right. you said you had one. Oh, did
2: you, did you honorable mentions. That's, yeah.
0: right, that's right. Uh, so my honorable mentions, and I said I have five of them. Uh, From 1986, it's Hoosiers, Gene Hackman, classic like small town, uh, Indiana going in against a a perennial powerhouse. Um, Indiana, much like Illinois, I don't know if you know this, uh, for those people who don't live in Illinois or don't understand uh, IHSA high school basketball, Illinois used to be one class. And then it was broken up into two, like, smaller schools and bigger schools. Now it's, like, four classes or something like that. So so that the, the Westlands don't have to go up against, you know, like the Chicagos. Um, yeah. But in Hoosiers, that's essentially what it was. It was a small town, rural community going up against, you know, uh, a much more urban and, and athletic uh, team. But somehow those scrappy Hoosier Huskers, by the way, uh, got the win. My number nine or, or next up on the honorable mention list would be from 1989, Major League, little little fun comedy there with baseball. Yeah. Um, I I did have two back to back football movies from 2000, uh, and the one is The Replacement, so that's the Keanu Reeves, Gene Hackman again, um, yeah. and then Remember the Titans is number seven, and and okay, then okay. number six, working my way up from 1999, is Varsity Blues, okay, James okay. Van Der Beek. Um, Paul Walker, Amy Smart, a lot more other people.
2: Yes. So, those are my honorable mentions. Maybe I was thinking, uh, maybe it was Varsity Blues. I was thinking of as compared to Friday Night Lights. Maybe Friday Night Lights is good. It's one that you talked about a lot. I haven't seen Friday um, Night Lights in close to twenty years. If I had to guess, so it was Varsity Blues. Yeah. Then. Sorry. Right. Uh, no, no. That's and and right. I'll, so, say this, I'll say
0: this. I'll say this varsity blues has a much better soundtrack too
2: Uh, yes um the only honorable mention i had is if we're talking because we mentioned in the very beginning these are all like underdog stories Mm -hmm. if you want a true underdog story you're gonna have to watch dodgeball (laughs) and the scene in particular is when uh, uh gordon uh who's like the kind of the nerd well they're all kind of nerdy players uh, but he, it's uh, him versus I think four of the people on the other team, and they all have uh, a dodge. But no, he has one, and they they all have one or three or whatever it is. Uh, and then he looks and he sees his wife uh, flirting with another mm-hmm. man, and it's kind of the uh, the eye of the tiger moment, and uh, absolutely destroys the other players.
0: Elf for love, elf for love. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> up, Steven...
0: Yeah. Trying to remember that guy's uh, name.
2: Um, the stapler guy from yeah. Office Space. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> that's all we know in this.
0: Uh, it's gonna bother me that I can't get that because he's also the voice of uh, uh, William dotrieve from King of the Hill.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: But it's 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 chapping my ass. I can't remember his name now.
2: So. If only there was a device. Yeah, I know where we could look up like who played in something you know is it it's not justin long no is it steven root yes oh that came off the top of my head by the way i'm so proud of you son of a bitch all right now for the number ones greg please tell me um why you chose uh the last scene in
0: (laughs) i actually was was as i was compiling my list And I had, you know, uh, I I had the Mighty Ducks, I had Rocky Miracle, uh, you know, Remember the Titans. I put on Hoosiers and Major League. And Rudy, like, there's just something about, and and it has, the more of the movie you watch, like, the, the more, like, emotional I get uh, I, I saw, as I was doing a little research, uh, one columnist wrote uh, that the movie Rudy has been making men and women cry. <laughs> like it's caused more tears uh, in the last 30 years than any other film out there. Uh, Dan Rudiger is a young, undersized kid from Joliet Catholic High School. Uh, doesn't really have any prospects, but he has a dream of playing football for Notre Dame. Uh, not going anywhere. Uh, goes to work in the factory and I think he's on his 21st or 22nd birthday, something like that. Like his buddy's involved in an industrial accident and, and it kills him. So he, you know, he's got a girlfriend and he's like, I gotta go. Like, I gotta go to South bend. He's like, if I don't go now, I won't be good for for you. I won't be good for me. I won't be good for anybody. And she's like, if you go, you're going on your own and we're done. So he's like, deuces, you know? So he, he packs up and he, he gets on the Greyhound and goes to South bend. And like, he can't get into Notre Dame. So he gets, you know, accepted at the local community college and he's working for like the maintenance and grounds crew there at, uh, uh the, at, at Notre Dame, at, specifically at the stadium for a guy named fortune. And like, I'm everybody knows the, the story. I don't know why I'm going into it, but, but he gets two years, finally gets accepted and he walks on and he's, you know, five foot, nothing, a hundred, nothing, and not a speck yeah. of athletic ability. Uh, but he hangs in there with the greatest, you know, college football team in the country for two years. And, and he's that, that speech for fortune is, is impactful too, but he's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to stick around because I got one game left and he's there. And, you know, I know that a lot of the movie it's Hollywood. It's been fictionalized. Um, yeah, Joe yeah. Montana himself actually poked a lot of holes into it. But uh, mm-hmm. when, when they're like, you ready champ? He's like, i been ready for this my whole life. He's like, then you lead us out onto the field. You know, that type of thing. It just kind of gets you going. Yeah. And the coach doesn't really like him. The coach didn't want to play him. Um, didn't want him to even dress. And, and the rules were at the time, I suppose that like you can be at every practice. You can go, you know, be with every team and, and meal and everything else. But unless you, dress and get in a game like you're not officially counted as part of the football team so all of his work is going to be for nothing so like notre dame is playing georgia tech in, in this game and and they're got it in hand and the coach is like putting all the seniors and the defensive coordinators what about rudy and he's like no no don't do that they get a turnover they get the ball back they score right away again in the course of the movie and they're like fine do whatever you want so he gets out there and like by the time he's this little guy, and John Favreau's in the movie, and I love this line from John Favreau He he, because he's looking down at his at his good friend there. He's like, he's so little, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, and he's running out. He's just just a uh, full of uh, of energy, and uh, and and then this this is what happens here. You know, people who know the movie, or maybe people who who know the story, you know, or, or have done any type of research. Like there are people who are like, I don't know, the original game film, who who was offsides, He was offsides. Like it doesn't matter, you know. No, what what the uh, I, I can't remember who said it, but it's like, don't ever let the facts get in the way of a good story, <laughs> you know, type of thing. But but there's some there's something that's truly victorious about this kid, you know, living out his lifelong dream. And and I think because of that, and maybe it's because like for a lot of my life, at least professionally, you know, like I knew I wanted to be in radio, but I didn't know that until I was in college, and right. and radio took me so far, and then like I floundered, you know, like and I love what I do now. I, I don't think I've ever been as as uh, fulfilled or ever felt as right. fulfilled professionally, um, but like I never had that moment. So so to to watch this you know, story unfold on the big screen. It, it when I watch it, like f- start to finish, you know, I, I admit I get, I get teary.
2: Understandable. I know it came out in the nineties. I would say 93, 94, somewhere around there. 93. Um, I honestly, I think I saw it once when it came out and I haven't seen it since I was actually looking to watch it again. Cause we're talking about sports movies and I know that's, that's look, that's going to be on, on almost everybody's top five list at the very least. Um, but uh it's not on any streaming service so i was like okay never mind i do remember i mean i remember the story obviously and i one scene that i remember and i don't think this is the scene we you talked about but it's when like in practice they basically just keep like knocking him down and everything he keeps getting back mm-hmm. up and they're like basically I, and uh, correct me if i'm wrong because again it's been f- almost 40 years practically uh since i watched it but it was like they, they said something along the lines of, like, why do you keep getting up or something like that? And he's like, if if I don't – something like, if I don't do this now – or if you don't practice hard, like, it's like, you know, in the game, what's going to happen? Yeah, it, you know? it's,
0: you know, uh, like, basically, yeah, he's, he's a scout team defenseman. Mm-hmm. And so these All-American offensive linemen are just beating the shit out of him.
2: And yeah. they're like, why
0: do you do that to yourself? He's like, because if I don't go as hard as I can, then you're not going to be ready – you know, for for the opponent, and and that draws backlash from one of his buddies. Like, you got to knock it off with this. I can't remember the pop culture reference that they used at the time. But it was like Johnny Bravo bullshit. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. he's like, you're getting, you're 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 pissing everybody else off. And he's like, well, yeah. I don't even know why you're still here. And the guy's like, I had offers from Michigan and Penn State, you know, all these other places, but I had to go here because my daddy played here, type of thing. He's like, I'm suck right. for you. <laughs> so. Yeah, there are not too many um, moments of that that I haven't committed to memory. It just sometimes takes, you know, me. It takes a takes a little bit of time uh-huh. to get them back up to the front. So,
2: I, like I said, I, if, I I was hoping it was going to be on Netflix or HBO Max or actually the Max, the Max, um, yeah.
0: not not the Max, because that would no. you know come with a, a side of Lisa Turtle. Mm, and I would not learn that, <laughs> but on Max, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I got the DVD. You should come over. We should watch it sometime.
2: Well, I'll I'll come over to do a podcast and then you can let me borrow the the movie because I don't want you falling asleep again. It's it, so. a,
0: no, probably not a movie I'd fall asleep to, Mike.
2: Hey. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I don't you know. Um, that recliner's comfortable, I guess. All right. My number my number one is now we, we said TV shows were allowed as well. Um, and it's in fact it is a TV show you've already mentioned. It's from season one of Ted Lasso. It is and by the way. This is another one that's. I guess it's kind of a sports moment, but it's the dart scene. Okay, I like that scene. That's a beautiful scene. I, I don't know why that's my number one, but it's 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 one that I always go back to on YouTube. I watch it constantly. I think part of it it shows uh, Ted Lasso's charm. Mm-hmm. It shows his perseverance. It shows uh, that he's really good at darts, and, and it, he has a good. And obviously, everybody's heard it. He has a good speech as as as, as he's yep. playing darts and and talking about how nobody, you know, be, be um, curious,
0: not judgmental. Yeah,
2: yeah, be curious, exactly. That's be by curious. <laughs> I don't think he says that. Oh, I I heard it wrong. Never mind. Oh, have you
0: have no you mind. been living? The... <laughs> okay. No, no.
2: Teach his own, though. No judgment.
0: No, but, you know, like, you know, Ted Lasso says, be curious. If you misheard, you're like, (laughs) I got to do what Ted
2: says. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: You know, Rupert, guys have underestimated me my entire life. And for years, I never understood why. It used to really bother me. But then one day, I was driving my little boy to school, and I saw this quote by Walt Whitman. It was painted on the wall there. It said, be curious, not judgmental. I like that. So I get back in my car and I'm driving to work, and all of a sudden it hits me. All them fellas that used to belittle me, not a single one of them were curious. You know, they thought they had everything all figured out, and so they judged everything, and they judged everyone. And I realized that they're underestimating me. Who I was had nothing to do with it. Because <laughs> if they were curious, they would ask questions, you yeah. know? Questions like, have you played a lot of darts, Ted? <laughs> <laughs> to which I would have answered, yes, sir. Every Sunday afternoon at a sports bar with my father from age 10 till I was 16 when he passed away. Barbecue sauce. And
0: I know after that first season of of uh, Ted, we talked, we had a whole show uh, dedicated to Ted Lasso. So I should have yep. known when you mentioned season one that, it, but I thought it was going to be like the the pre Everton
2: match speech from Nate. Uh, I, oh, that's a good one too. So. That's there's there's, there's 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 so many classics. Uh, you okay? You've seen all three seasons of Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. It, rank them best to worst.
0: I still think season one is the best.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: Season three, for whatever reason, has caught a lot of heck
2: online. Yeah,
0: I don't, I don't bump into it a whole lot, and and I like that. And again, maybe this is because like I'm I'm a low key AFC Richmond fan. <laughs> you know, like I'm a fan of a fictional football club. Right, but yeah, same, same. but I just like that as a club, they're performing at a higher level than they were. In season two, if that makes sense, yeah. so i I would probably go one three two. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I feel like I am gonna be like Monica in that one scene in Friends, like one one two one two three one three
2: two seven seven. But okay, but we both know season one the best. Yes, yeah, I, I do agree. They're not calm. I back. do agree.
0: Um, and but I'll tell you what: this see, see, season or series finale, this latest and last episode of the third season, buddy. You may want to have some some Kleenexes nearby. Like there okay. are. Mo- First of all, there's a moment that I completely did not expect in the in the opening scene. I was like, "Huh?" And it was something that I secretly always wanted to happen. And I right. was like, "No!" And then okay. the 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 truth is revealed, and so it's like, "Oh, well done, well done." But it, it was, it, and the last episode was like an hour and 20 minutes long. Like, it's meaty. Okay. It's really good. Um, okay, good, good. And and I want to say, like, after the climactic finish of the match, which, you know, show the finish, you know, they leave you to speculate one way or the other, and they don't linger. Like, they come in, and you know within the next minute or two how that match ended. Um, right. I, I want to say, like, it's kind of like uh, Sam and Frodo getting the ring in Mordor, but okay. there are less, like, endings.
2: Okay, okay. But it's okay. still a lot of fun. I
0: mean, it's still a really good I'm... and really appropriate, I think, ending for the show.
2: Excellent. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I actually hope that there's not another season because I don't I don't want it to get much. Yeah. I, I like three seasons. I don't even want to spin off unless it's, like, a Roy Kent spin off.
0: Well, and, and here's the thing, like... And, and I can't talk about it too much more without right. giving it away. Like, it'd be good, you know, after you're all caught up to to revisit. Mm-hmm. But the show's called Ted Lasso. Yes. So it would follow Ted Lasso.
2: As he's a cowboy. Because his lasso. <laughs> or
0: or the lasso of truth for Wonder Woman. He,
2: he becomes Wonder Woman.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. He's going to try whatever they can, so, you know. And it is a Warner Brothers property, so Ted Lasso. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but I'm just saying you could – and, again, I can't talk too much. We'll, we'll talk about Okay, 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 okay. Maybe, maybe in a couple weeks. We've already
2: got – we're, we're an hour and 23 minutes in, of, of roughly 18 seconds in. And, plus, you got to add the clips, so it's going to be about an hour 40. and 75 minutes. hour 42. If that, yeah.
0: So – good show mike i agree okay. What what's your uh sure say uncle brother
2: uncle godfather hero I, I am two thirds of those but my this is i got my my nephews and niece gave this to me so you're,
0: you're
2: i sugar. am an uncle uh-huh. i am i am a godfather you go. you're a hero i mean sure my hair Maybe on. just somebody who else.
0: Did you ever know that you're my hero? All right, close <laughs> close
2: this out, Greg.
0: I could keep going. that's a good song. I don't know if it's a good song. It's a song. <laughs> I, I believe you could keep going. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a lot of fun. I I like our lists. Um, they always make me yeah. more work for me. Um.
2: But it gives us a topic. But it
0: gives us a topic, so you're welcome. Uh, And then I'll get with you another time because I'm going to be out of town next weekend with the family. Uh, So I don't know if we want to try to do something earlier in the week or just take another week off. um, We'll see. Or do something early in the morning. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll talk. We got a week to figure that one out. So uh, to everybody who made it. God bless you, that's all I can say. Um, you're tremendous and we appreciate you greatly. And we are working with some new software that means that uh, we may be able to do some live episodes uh, in the not-too-distant dig- not future. Um, and then I just got word today that my supplier, that sounds bad, uh, is moving from this service to another service. I don't know how much longer we're going to have with this service. Or- we're going to figure it out. We're going to make the best of it. We're going to have some fun this summer. We're going to get together, Mike and I. We're going to have some Allagash Whites or some other uh, beverages. We're going to trade some books and do some live shows, uh, or, or live in person, anyway. Uh, and we're just going to make a, make a summer of it. Mike, sound good? Sounds good to me. He is the co-host of the year, Mike the Mike Luther. I am uh, the regular host, Greg the Greg Mahachko. That doesn't quite sound as cool as Mike the Mike, because... Now, if you would have put Mike the Mike M I C like microphone,
2: trust me, I have, I have plenty of uh, names. I'm going to be coming up there. So it's going to change every week. Yeah. I, already have, I already have like three or four in my head right now. So
0: just, just stick around. Uh, not that you can see this, but, only for Greg. but it's only for my enjoyment. It's going to be like my own personal uh, Simpsons couch uh, every yes. every week. So for Mike Luther, I'm Greg Mahachko. This is Nerds United. And we remind each and every week simply to be kind.
2: And perhaps
1: rewind. Uh-huh
2: that's nice.
1: This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.